Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. By now, I'm pretty sure you know me, so I'm going to jump right in today. Today, I have Corinne Gorillo. She is the author of The Angel Experiment and founder of the Angel Alchemy Academy, a trained psychotherapist, angel channeler, healer, and teacher. Corinne has helped thousands of people all over the world go from angel curious to angel powered. She lives in Northern California. Welcome, Corinne. Oh, thank you. So great to be here. Well, I'm one of those angel skeptical. I'm not even going to say curious, skeptical. And I really want, I want to understand it, but you have a new book out called, I have it right here, The Angel Experiment. I read it. I've been doing your exercises. I've been listening to your um, to your meditations. So I'm trying. Um, but can you explain what what is an angel? Yeah. I mean, I think a, the, an angel, it depends on who you're speaking to. Because people all around the world, in all religions across the world, all acknowledge benevolent beings that are here to help you. So a Christian or someone from the Jewish faith will call it an angel. And the simple answer is they're messengers, messengers from source. Uh, and, and they're usually invisible and they're here to help us. And so what is, what is an archangel and an angelic being and an order? Cause you talk about all of these in your book and it's, it's the whole thing is just mind blowing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Okay. So, um, so I'll, I'll describe to you how it was shown to me because it helped me kind of wrap my mind around it. But if you think of God or creator or source or whatever it is that created all of this madness, um, in its purest form, it is whole and united And then as it begins to come into incarnation, it begins to, in a sense, divide itself. And so an archangel would be essentially one of the, one of the, one of the emanations of God, one of the, one of the um, branches of God, but it's all pointing still back to God. Now, I'll, I'll tell you about the other orders of angels. Okay. So, and this is not from the books. This is what I was shown. So uh, and it was broad daylight, and I was hanging out at a grocery store in the parking lot, and I was talking to Archangel Michael, or just calling calling him in, and I saw this bright beam of light come from the sun, and it was like this cone shape that kind of started pointing all the way down to the planet, coming down to the planet, and I really kind of felt the sense of a, um, um, just of peace, of love, of something, you know, moving towards us, and as it started doing that, it became an apparition, so it was like this head um, kind of creature kind of figure. It's like a, you know, like human ish, mm-hmm. um, this giant long robe. So the cone was this robe, um, and the being started opening up the robe and all of these smaller little beings started flying out. And it was like, uh, like a bunch of angels kind of flying out little, little beings flying out. So I believe that the archangel kind of holds a frequency for all for, for the beings, um, of light that kind of perform that function. So if it if it's Archangel Michael, Archangel Michael is a protector and a warrior. And so then 
if he rolls with an army, what I was seeing was his army of angels go out and execute uh, whatever will is happening. So whether it's people praying on the planet for for um, for whatever it is they're playing or they're, they're praying for, it's all the messengers kind of like coming out and doing executing your will. So that's how I see um, angel frequency. It's not. Uh, we're all, it's all connected to God and that even the lower orders of angels are connected to the higher, to, to kind of the bigger angel and the bigger angel is source could connects to source directly. Okay. Okay. So little angels typically don't have identities in the same way that archangels do. Uh, No, I believe they do. So what I could have been seeing was, um, was, was personal angels. So, uh, so most people have even individual angels, they call them guardian angels. Um, but again, it's all about the fact that we have invisible allies all the time and allies include angels, but they also include ancestors mm-hmm. and they could include power animals and they could include just forces of nature. So I don't, separate, make one better than the other. It's just, we have allies. And if we don't learn about them and start engaging them, then we kind of miss a a slice of this beautiful pie. Mm -hmm. So also spirit guides. Yes. Spirit guides are are part of our, so I call it essentially an invisible posse. And that posse can be comprised of, and some of us are just more dialed into different realms, right? Mm -hmm. I'm dialed into the angelic realm. You haven't seen an angel because you're not dialed into it yet. But oh, you're working on it, I right? I kind of want to get dialed into this. Yeah, but it's like you know, you have a real connection with the spirit world, and 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 you know, and that's that's not my thing, right? Mm-hmm. Although I've had, I've had experiences, but that's not really where I naturally go. It's like, like I'm saying, we all have. If we're all even part of this other, if we're all part of this these giant robes, maybe you're kind of housed in 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 a in a frequency that's just a different robe, like your mastery doesn't have to do with angels. It has to do with something else that's like super awesome that people need to know about and hear about. And I think the point is um, we come, we come and start speaking our truth out loud, especially, you know, therapists, we're both therapists and, and, and we start speaking our truth because we have, there's something there that we're supposed to be talking about that doesn't make sense, <laughs> but you know, gosh darn it, I'm going to talk about it. And you start talking about it. You start having some level of success. I, I feel like there's a reason for that. We're part of, we're part of this invisible team and we all kind of are champions of different parts of the posse. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So the order, what's an order? Uh, okay. An order would be, you're talking about the orders of angels? Yeah. Well, you were talking in the book about, um, let yeah. me find it. So there's different orders of angels. Other um, angelic orders you talk about. Yes. So there's some, and those are really taken from, uh, from um, it, old, old Jewish traditions as well. And I had to put something in the book, although my, my preference is to not overly try and define these things. I'd rather have people really experience themselves because I didn't meet the seraphim from a book. I met, I met these, these beings from opening up my spiritual gifts and going, hey, are you here? And then they showed up. So there's different orders with different jobs, essentially, different kinds of jobs. So maybe the cherubim would be, so there's a seraphim, the cherubim, the principalities, the virtues, there's all of those. Um, But the ones I can really speak on are cherubims, because I've seen them kind of come around during love, uh, love, big love Mm -hmm. experiences. And uh, the seraphim, which... I work very closely with because they are um, just bright light and I, I just have an affinity for them. Again, there's no good reason for it. Mm-hmm. They just 
like me and I like them. Um, so, but yeah, I talk about uh, little little things about them in the book. But again, my, my the book is not a um, uh, it's not a biblical it's not meant for biblical you know definitions or anything like that. It just gives people a framework to play with. Right, right. And so, does a human get to a point where they become an angel or an archangel, or does it work the opposite way? Yeah, I don't have really, I mean, I've heard a lot of theories on that, but because I really generally speak to things that I've experienced, I don't really have a lot of theory on that one. Um, so so some people say that you can advance, and, you know, I think it's Archangel Sandalfin and, and um, Metatron that they say were human uh, at one point and then became archangels. Uh, but I, I feel like that's also a very linear way of thinking mm-hmm. about and I don't think that's how, I don't feel that's how it works. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I guess, again, like I always try to do here to some degree is I try to like explain things in a way that our human minds can understand. Yeah. Yeah. But I think to your point, there are some things that aren't necessarily explainable in that way. Sort yeah, of like I, this entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that whole thing, right? right. I mean, clear that we only have like just a little bit of the information that we're given. And, you know, so again, I, I, that's why I tend to work with these things more practically and, um, and I'm not a biblical scholar. I, I, you know, I work with angels as if they're real and allies right here in the room. And so I really focus on building an actual relationship with them and taking it out of the books and into like your real life. So when you are, you just kind of walked into the parking lot and you see this light. Yeah. Does it feel like you're the only one that sees it or no one else is paying attention? Yeah. It feels like I'm the only one that's seeing it. Yeah. And so, but I've learned to like, not overly gawk. Like I try and keep a, like a low profile Mm -hmm. (laughs) when little events are happening. Um, they, They don't happen very often. So they'll just give me little teachings along the way. To, to really help my understanding because I spend a lot of time in this realm, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, I, I don't think it was, I, I don't remember actually seeing anybody. I was sitting in my car, so I wasn't standing there like, like this, um, but it was really uh, fairly profound. Uh, but I've seen a lot of things over the years now. Um, and I'm sure you've had your experiences with, with the spirit realm as well, where it's just, you know, they're, they're happening here and there and, and uh, yeah, sometimes the teaching is just for me. And so, and it's interesting because every time I talk to someone, I'm like so mesmerized by their experiences that sometimes I forget that I've also had those experiences that to me just feel like, oh, totally normal. But like if someone else was listening to it, they'd probably, you know, if they were talking to me, they'd probably be like, oh my gosh, I've never had something happen like that. I know, that. I know. And I think it's so cute that you're skeptical. It's it, <laughs> having all the experiences you've had and you're like, but I don't know about angels. That's got to be a little. Well, (laughs) and it's funny because I sort of one of my profound experiences was that I was driving home one day after a really sort of emotional day and a car, I was on the phone with my husband and a car pulled up in front of me and the license plate said, angel see you. I know. And I'm still like, this angel business. (laughs) You're just a little cranky about it. They just need to prove it to me more. I just need more yeah. proof. 
I think that's the thing is like just keeping an open mind and allowing those synchronicities to come in. And, you know, I, my whole, um, it's just what I do for a living is really opening people up to this reality. Right. So right now, uh, uh, we just started a 21 day, um, like a live course in a group that I have, there's like 14,000 people in it. And it's so cool because through, um, getting the testimonies of other people when they're like, they'll take pictures of, that that license plate just when they were thinking something and so it just it's so fun to share these experiences because it really helps us kind of bolster up to the fact that we're not alone and and i know it's like radical to even think about anything like angels or that you know deceased loved ones are going to come around but once you open up your mind to it and you start paying attention it's 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 freaking obvious. Mm-hmm. And so the difference between an angel and a deceased loved one when they come through is pretty clear. Like yeah. you can differentiate that. Yeah, usually. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just want to say this. I was not born like seeing dead people or talking to angels or anything. I had a big miracle happen. And then my spiritual gift started doing a little weird, you know, I started opening up to the world. But when I would sit with my clients, when I was just doing angel healing sessions with them, um, sometimes angels, the spirit would bring through crossed over loved one if there was some business that need to be healed. Mm-hmm. And so that's when um, I could really start feeling it. But yeah, for me, the difference is, and, and I'm more clairsentient, meaning I feel things more. So uh, the feeling of a crossed over loved one feels a lot like a regular person coming into the room. They're just kind of invisible. I actually, like I've had him tap me on my hand or trying to interrupt my sessions, you know. Um, like, Hey, I want to talk to somebody. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, that's bad manners. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to have a conversation over here. Get, get off of me. Right. So it feels a lot like people when an angel comes into the room for me, I feel this, like this, uh, it's like this effervescent joy, peace thing. It just feels like so expansive and l- so much love that is beyond human kind of love. Hmm. And so it's, it's really challenging to explain, but some people really, you know, some of my students, when I'm training them, they can really, you know, feel you know, there's a specific place that spirit, like a, a spirit will come through or like angels, they'll feel it like come in through the front or like an angel will come in through a certain side. So over time you start developing your capacity to understand what's happening. But yeah, I found that talking to, um, um, spirits like crossed over loved ones, just like people, whereas the other ones, it's more like, um, this real, you know, effervescent love. That's the best mm-hmm. I can. And, and bright. It's like a bright light. Do you use like those, um, you know, it's like a light gets turned on inside of my head or inside of the room. And I, you know, and then I feel it and see mm-hmm. it. And do angels come and bring us different messages than loved ones or spirit guides or they, well, they're all kind of bringing the same messages or... Yeah, I, th- I feel like it depends on what the person's going through. Mostly the messages are going to really be in alignment uh, with with each other if they're coming from the light, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. From, they're the good guys. They're all going to be kind of telling you the same thing, like you're going to be okay, everything's going to be fine, you're going to turn on the radio and hear the song that you need to hear right in that moment. Um, but sometimes the, the messages, uh, I feel, again with with crossed over loved ones it stays very much sometimes in the human realm and i feel like with angels it's uh i found it's about sometimes um having more joy Mm -hmm. um becoming more free 
discovering your mission, pursuing your mission. So it's like they're messengers from source. So mm-hmm. they're kind of guiding us in a way to activate who we are um, at a deeper level. And, you know, for me, I, I suffered with incredible depression for most of my life and didn't believe that the life that I'm having now is even remotely po- possible. I mean, wasn't even on my freaking radar. Mm-hmm. It was the energy that that angels can use to, in a sense, activate detox detox, declutter your um, energy body and just help you let go of old trauma that really kind of lightens you up, lightens and loosens you up. So, Hmm. yeah. And do you find that like angels sort of bring messages when they bring through like messages, like you need more joy or you need your, you know, you need to find some more meaning or purpose. Do they help with how to get you there? Or is it just sort of the larger kind of global picture? Yeah. They do do have specific, they can be specific. They can be specific, but here's the thing. And I think even our crossed over loved ones can kind of guide us in certain ways Mm -hmm. and show us that we're not alone and we're supported. But how spirit inspires us is through giving us inspirational ideas, thoughts, and giving us strength and courage to pursue our dreams, to make make better choices in life, whether we're struggling with addiction or we're struggling in our career and want to make a big change. So they will give you inspiration um, and give you maybe some synchronicities along the way saying, hey, look, this is possible for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I find a lot of people miss those opportunities because they let the fear run their agenda just, you know, because that's really what we learned is you know, staying safe and, and don't, don't dream too big. I mean, you know, our purpose and going to school is so someday we can get a good job. That's what we were taught. So many of us were like, okay, you're going to go to school and then you're going to go to college and then you're going to get a good job. Like that was the big dream that mm-hmm. I grew up. And, and that's just not, that's not my reality anymore because there's new dreams coming in that are things I've never seen before. And I think that's where spirit can guide us. They can open up the playground for us to come play into, but many of us will not do it because we don't, we think that it's just a fantasy. Right. I love that what you started with, which was they, it comes to us an inspiration or a thought that sometimes we dismiss those or don't even recognize them because we have so many thoughts during the day that feel like mundane human thoughts, but these Mm. really often feel divinely guided. And, you know, in my experience, I found like sometimes I follow that thought a little bit and it it dead ends. Um, But that to me doesn't mean that it wasn't the right thought to follow. It just got me to the place. and, And maybe it didn't dead end in terms of like, this is the the end for you. It just sort of said, okay, you've gone this far. Maybe you need to think about going like around or a different way, but we got you to this point. And so. Yeah. Exactly. I think so too. From my experience, your inspiration will go as far as it needs to go, but not too far ahead of the game. And so like with my career, my transition from just being a psychotherapist to now being a, you know, teacher on a kind of an international scale about angels of all things, which was kind of a really weird transition. You didn't, you didn't learn that in, in, in first grade or fifth no. grade or high school? Oh, no. you didn't take that I class? Didn't, I didn't, did not spend tens of thousands of dollars on an education so I could just talk about angels, okay? So it was really, really weird, right? Having to kind of reconstruct who, what I do and like who I think I, I am. But 
But yeah, so had they told me, or had I had I seen where I was headed too far ahead of the game, I never would have done it because it just was like, I mean, for me to even talk publicly about anything, period. Like I didn't, back in the day, I didn't even want my face anywhere on the website or like, I, I just didn't want anything to do with anything. So had they shown me like, okay, and then you're going to ruin thousands and thousands and thousands of people, you're going to be touching lives. I, I would have ran for the freaking hills. Mm-hmm. Unlikely. So it was like one little baby step at a time, one inspired step at a time. It's like, well, what would happen if I do this? Just try it. See what happens. And then, then what's the next step? What's the next step? So it's amazing. So can you explain the difference between a prayer versus an invocation? Yes. So I didn't know that there was such a huge difference until uh, I kind of felt into the the patterns here. So I love invocation um, and a prayer and invocation are very similar. They could even have most likely the exact same words, but when people are praying, they are separating themselves from spirit. They are mm. in a sense calling on something bigger to come and help me do this, this, and this. And invocation activates you as part of the equation, part of the, uh, part of the magic. You're not separate from the magic because the changes that we need to make in our lives, they start from inside. So an invocation brings the energy into you and activates your truer potential and activates the energies that you're working with. So that's why um, in the Angel Experiment book, it's invocations because we're working on creating this opening inside of you so that you can actually experience the support and love and magic that the angelic realm brings. And with the invocation, are you talking about, so my, my daughter walked in when I was doing one of the meditations and she said, mom, why does she keep saying, asking, I forget exactly how you phrase it, but you say like, you know, are you open to healing? Yes. Or something like that. Right. Oh, yeah. like, can I get your permission? Yeah. Yes. Can I get your permission? Can you explain what, what that's about? Okay. So then there's the invocation, which is just you calling on, we're calling on Archangel Sandalfin and Archangel Gabriel to come and open up our hearts and help get our whatever answered, okay? So that's the invocation part. Then the next part of the days is me walking you through a, a healing meditation. And so so that's like an energy healing that happens through the, it's an angel frequency healing. And then at the end, when I'm doing that, what we're doing, what Spirit's doing is I'm asking your permission to connect you with new thoughts and feelings um, because Spirit can help us, in a sense, rewire the foundation of, of the platform that we stand on in our minds. And so it helps to, um, to rewire some of the negative thinking and to help you rebuild a, a more a platform that's based in love, not fear. Mm-hmm. But as we inherited the, the fear mind right. from our from our ancestors. And I think the important thing and part of what I explained to her is that anytime you're working with energy, especially someone else's energy, you really shouldn't just be going in doing whatever you want, right? There has to be kind of a mutual experience of it, which was your asking for the permission. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to ask permission if you're you're wanting to, you know, change someone's brains. Right, <laughs> you know, right. It's, it's the decent thing to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And oh, but also, uh, if you don't ask permission, a lot of times the the energetics won't work. So 
Because trust me, if we figured out a way to make that happen, the whole planet would be looking different right now. If we could just do things without permission and um, <laughs> things would be really different. Can we try? Can we try? All the children in the world would be fed right now. Right. I've tried. <laughs> it's not working. So can you just talk to me about a few of the different angels? Well, I'll talk to you about like my two, the two heavies that it, uh, that I think people could get started with today uh, that can make a dramatic impact if you work with them together, which the first one is Archangel Michael. And he's the ultimate, I like to see him as the fear detoxer. So he can, when you call in his energy, he helps you uh, just kind of slough away some of the fear, uh, the crust, the anxiety, the depression, um, or just in general, the dark energy we're kind of towing. And so I think just working with Archangel Michael is just a powerful medicine. Archangel Raphael is also considered um, a powerful agent of change, but also he, he's a heart healer. So he works from the heart and he's a healer. He's like kind of like a doctor. And mm-hmm. so when you work with Archangel Michael to detox you and you work with Archangel Raphael to help heal you, heal your heart, heal your mind, heal your body, then those two can cover a lot of bases, just those two by themselves. And the way you do that is you would just call them in. Yeah, well, I do them through invocation, calling them in. And well, you, like in the book, it's exactly how, how we do it. We do an invocation, then we do a healing. And it takes, a, when a lot of people pray, they're just like, they pray for something and then they forget about it and go on. They don't actually sit and experience the shift enough for anything to change. And again, um, prayer is really powerful, but what's more powerful is when we actually acknowledge and witness the shift, the energetic shift and change inside of us. So that's why I spend a lot of time helping people through that, 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 that other part of the process that I found expedites any manifesting that you want, whether it's manifesting of, of cash or, or love or uh, just health and healing and joy or your life purpose or whatever it is. And how do you know who's showing up? Yeah, sometimes that takes time to develop. Um, I spend a lot of time in, I have a six-month intuitive training, and so everybody is different is the thing. And so your natural gift to receive information may be different than mine. So I said earlier, I feel energy, Mm -hmm. and so their energetic pattern feels different to me. So I've learned over time because I've called them in so much like, okay, this is the signal. This is how I know I'm connected. You may be more clairvoyant. Yeah. So, so you may see when an angel comes in and, and so it, it just, it just depends. So over time they'll look, feel, sometimes people smell them actually. Um, I don't, I have terrible sinuses anyway, so I'm yeah. not going to say that is, that is not my strongest Claire. The Claire Smellians, mm-hmm. I call it yeah. What are yours? Clairvoyance? Clairvoyance and clairaudience are probably Claire. my two strongest. And it, it depends. Um, probably clairaudience, I would have to say, is yeah. stronger. Clairaudience. So, so, I mean, for fun, though, I would just practice calling in the archangels just one at a time. And every day, it's start noticing what changes in your body or what if you see a certain light. And it, it's like an experiment. It's science. Mm-hmm just keep doing it until mm-hmm. you kind of get the overarching pattern. 
So it took me a while to discover Archangel Michael because for me, I, I would know he was there. Sometimes I'd feel some heat, but I didn't feel like the, usually I'll get some kind of physical thing. And it, it's because I was always calling him in sitting down and it wasn't until I stood up and I would call him in, then my whole body would rock forward like someone landed on my feet and pushed me forward. Mm-hmm. And I know, and then I'm like, oh, okay, there you are. Okay, that's your signal to me that you're here. Great. So it's, it's trial and error, practice, 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 just like everything else. And who comes in for you when you do an angel reading? Is the angels that that person needs or you're the angels that you need or both? They all work together? Yeah, rip out on that. Yeah, it's a lot of times. I mean, I have my allies, the, the, the beings that work with me that are just going to be there no matter what. But I've noticed that depending on who you're sitting with, a different archangel that I rarely work with or um, – even gods, goddesses, or like we said, spirit guides can come come through. Sometimes I'll see power animals for people. These are all things that like I wasn't officially needing to believe in, right? I, you know, I, I'm not like, ooh, I need to just spend all the time in playing in these realms. It's just very practically. I'm sitting with a psychotherapy client, and then we would kind of like shift gears a little bit. This was like in the when I was kind of still transforming. And then I'm seeing this like big lion hanging out next to him. It's like, okay, well, there's a freaking lion right there. Mm-hmm. There's a power animal. Um, and so uh, that's really how I learned about the realities of, of these is just from my own experience and receiving messages and conveying them. And a lot of times they really resonate with the people or like, oh gosh, I have lions all over my house. I always wondered why I love lions so much. And it's like, there's a, that's a your power animal just sitting right there. Mm. I think I know my power animal now. Okay, what's yours? I love elephants. Oh, so cute. Always. Yeah, so I mean, just like with any ally, you can sit and talk to your elephant and and get confirmation and and just get a feeling and a vibe. Uh, So I love all the allies. I just currently I'm talking a lot about angels, but I I like, uh, you know, I, my whole working with the angels has really opened me up to all of these realms, not, not just, not just angels. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to do a podcast on power animals. I know. Same as spirit animals. Same thing. Yeah. Uh And a lot of people, when they start working with angel energy, they'll start seeing an uptick and seeing the same animal around over and over again. This happened with me. Um, all of a sudden owls started like coming around and I was just seeing owls everywhere and I didn't understand what the heck was going on uh, until I met, met my spirit animal. And it was like, Oh, okay. You're just trying to get my attention. So again, angels are just going to bring through um, just love and, and support and, um, and by opening us ourselves up to these things and we get access to our other posse as well. Mm-hmm. I really got to commit going to commit. And when, and when you do, so I've done a few of your meditations. I think I've done like five of them mm-hmm. and they're pretty short. Should I sit longer and just wait and see what comes? Like the beginning part is just sort of the intro and the invocation and then just sit and, and see if more comes in. Yeah, especially because you're already gifted. So I think it's like, you know, you have this little door that's been shut and you just have to just kind of open up a little bit more. So I think like, yeah, just sitting with it and waiting for feeling or insight or knowing. And for you, I feel like she, you know, channel writing might be a good idea. If there's an angel here, what's the message? Um, Cause that'll help kind of loosen up the, some of the gears that are kind of closed down from the angel world. 
<laughs> I believe in everything else, just not angels. Right, right. I don't know. I mean, you're you're definitely convincing me here. I'm going to have to try practice on my own a little bit, but I I I mean, I I've had people who said, I have a friend who said asked me like, "Have you like do you know anything about like someone Michael and I was I I mean I know I have like a very very minimal understanding of angels but I was like I think that's Archangel Michael and she's like and then she looked it up and she was like oh my god it totally was and it just she just experienced it in meditation um but yeah I've not had that experience so I think I'm other other than the license plate other than the license plate There you go. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's, again, it's putting, putting our energy in a certain direction, not, not, you know, and just uh, keeping it going. Just keep, keep, keep that open mind and keep asking uh, for support and really adjusting your mindset a little bit about those little coincidences that happen throughout the day, like the angel thing. But uh, often people will just notice that life flows a little easier just by talking, talking to angels. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, Archangel Michael coming down and like giving you a big smack upside the head saying, hey, I'm real. It's not like always like that. Sometimes it's just extremely subtle. Right, right. I mean, I think the subtleties of these realms, I think often we're looking for like blaring in our faces, right? right? And it's often really, really subtle and you have to be out of your own head and in tune to to be able to notice them. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I feel like also for you, spending time in nature will help too. You know, and if you do these in nature, because uh, nature just helps open us up and mm-hmm. helps us be more expansive in general. Um, and angels like playing with nature. So do so do spirits, though. They love you know giving birds and or sending birds around and and all that stuff. So I mean, it's all fun. It's all a party. Never yeah. say no kind of party, right? I know. I know. <laughs> I love this. Well, if people are interested, your book is out. And where can they find it? And where can they find you? And if they want to do one of your courses. Yeah. Um, so they can find the book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, uh, or go to my website at corengrillo.com. It's C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O.com. And, uh, if you buy the book through the website, then you'll, you can also get a, um, a bonus uh, bundle if you want. So the bonus bundle is like a love and abundance. And it has a, uh, a workshop that I did in Ireland uh, called manifesting with the angels in there. So you can check it out there, but in general, you can find me on Facebook as well. Um, and we have this robust angel community called the seven day miracle challenge. And that's where some really fun stuff is happening right now. So head over there. If you want to come party with a bunch of angel believers and see the cool things that are happening for those people. Um, but yeah, that's it. Well, thank you so much for all this really, really fascinating information and for your time today. Thank you, Amy. Have a great day. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Curious about what comes next and what it all means? You can subscribe on iTunes. Just go to podcasts and find life, death, and the space between and hit subscribe. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. Ask me any questions you might have. Let me know what else you'd love to hear about or just share your story. I can't wait to hear from you.